power and speed he's sneaky fast he ran a 455 i think at his at his pro day which is not incredibly fast so that's probably like i could a, run a 455 no you could not run a 455 you gotta cut it out with that Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Kevin James' favorite football podcast. <laughs> oh, really? That's right, Kevin James. You know oh. Kevin James, Joe. Have you seen the crew? No, I have not seen the crew. I don't know if I will, not going to lie. <laughs> we, uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, right? Yeah, we did. And, oh. and uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. That show looks fun. The reason, the reason, though, I bring up Kevin James is he's actually... Uh, by the way, this is the Average Joe Football Show, like I talked about. I want to get into this a little earlier. Uh, this is a show where we talk football, we talk other stuff. We're going to get into a lot of other stuff today. Uh, are going to talk football. I'm going to give you guys a rundown of the news, ton of signings, ton of, ton of free agents, uh, veteran free agents signing, all of a sudden out of nowhere. Um, and we're only two weeks away from the NFL, just actually less than two weeks. By the time you hear this, it's about a week and a half uh, till the NFL draft. So we got two more shows till the draft drops. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys some picks that I'd love to see. I did this last year before the NFL draft. I'm going to give you guys that. Then we're going to do our little draft segment at the end of the podcast as well. So stay tuned. Um, this is the Average Joe Football Show. I'm the Joe that knows stuff about football. Joe, you know more about Kevin James probably than football. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> just kidding. The reason that I bring up Kevin James, though, is he was actually cast. There's a movie coming out about uh, a football coach, Sean Payton, um, for the for the New Orleans Saints. And I would love, Joe, You have, can you Google th- something on your on your on your computer or on your phone right there google sean payton google what he looks like and just tell me if he looks anything anything like kevin james it's sean s-e-a <laughs> you find it so uh, why do they cast him i don't it's just it's it's just not even close like i i know what he looks like but i'm gonna i'm gonna google it real quick <laughs> Like yeah, it's about the fur- furthest thing you can get from Kevin James, really. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is weird. I don't know what they. Maybe he'll like. Maybe he'll like uh, lose some weight. Lose some weight and uh, and and you know, make up CJ. You know they can do all. They can do anything they want. I guess. Yeah, I think. I think too. I, it's a so it's like a Happy Madison movie, which is like um, Adam Sandler's thing. Oh, so really? I think I think it's a happy match. Don't quote me on that, but it's about Sean Payton. He one time got suspended for a whole season, um, and then he coached his son's football team or whatever. I think that's what it's, I think it's going to be a comedy movie. So it's, it'll probably be like loosely based on Sean Payton, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, you could. I don't know, <laughs> but that's kind of like I don't know the, these movies with with like Kevin James, David Spade, Adam Sandler. Oh my goodness, <laughs> they're they're not good. I I do want to say though, like people always talk crap about Adam Sandler movies and like all the ones that he's coming out with for Netflix now, uh, and they're just like, yeah, obviously they're not great movies. Yeah. They're not well done. They're not Goodwill Hunting or something like that. Oh but, yeah, have you seen Goodwill well, Hunting? Well, I hear it's got a lot of swearing in it. Oh, um, <laughs> but. I love that Adam Sandler. He's just like he's gotten to the point where like he's successful enough. He's done enough movies. Like and Adam Sandler's has some movies that I think are pretty good back in the day, but he's gotten to the point where uh, as an actor he's like uh, I'm just gonna have fun with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna cast my friends in movies. We're just gonna like go places, shoot movies. Like he and does. How cool is that? Really, yeah, honestly. Yeah, honestly, I I honestly respect him for it. Getting to a point where you just make movies with your friends yeah. and with people you've always known, 
yeah. and just doing whatever you want. That's that's that's, that's honestly really cool. It's I, like I, I never thought about it that way. Who do you want to cast for this role? It's like, well, I have four friends. We can pick from them. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, he's got like Rob Schneider, Kevin James, David Spade. Yeah, uh, and that's oh, and uh, Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's basically <laughs> every movie. Oh, and that other guy, that other actor who plays um. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, what is he? He plays in, in one of the grown ups movie he he comes to the party as Prince. As Prince? Yeah. Oh he also played in, in Hubie Halloween. Yeah, I know what you I don't know what his name is. I know but what you're talking about. He's also about. in a lot of his movies. Yeah, he's like the guy whose like wife hates him or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He's in all those <laughs> movies as well. And then Shaq is randomly in some of the movies. Oh my gosh. This is a good uh, hoot and holler and good oh, time. Um Steve Buscemi is in Steve Buscemi. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's in a lot of them as well. <laughs> Oh yeah, that seems like a fun bunch. You know, I just respect people are always are so critical of art and like music and movies and stuff like that. And it's like if it makes you happy, if somebody looks like watches this movie and laughs, then you know it did its job. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not like a, a great critically acclaimed movie, but let's maybe not take it so seriously all the time. Um, yeah, that's basically all I got to say on that. I don't know. That's good. I. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll sw uh, kind of shift gears into something a little bit more uh, more serious now. Um, mm. I we thought, honestly, I thought you were going to say uh, another episode of Doug Ford's favorite Doug, football podcast. Yeah, I, I really thought you. Were I don't want to really be associated <laughs> bring it up with anything that Doug Ford liked. Um, so uh, this podcast, um, we are from uh, Ontario, Canada. So if you're not, if you are not from here. Um, you know, maybe this part of the podcast is not for you, uh, and you can skip skip ahead, I guess. But uh, recently, we've gone into uh, a third lockdown um, it, here in all of Ontario, where we're from. And um, I don't know, Joe. I'm uh, I want to be careful. I want to. I don't. I don't want to. I just want to be careful. I don't want to mm -hmm. say anything. I don't want to get too political. This show, we don't get political. That's not what we do. I've had a few times, like a handful of times, not even a handful, maybe once before that I've I've really talked politics. And that was at the very beginning of the show when when all the Black Lives Matter movement, everything was going on. Then I, I kind of got serious for a second. So we, we try to steer clear away from that. But I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm getting really tired. Um, I think you can feel it shifting here mm -hmm. uh, where we're from. Um, oh, I don't know. What are very your much thoughts where we're from. On, yeah. on the whole situation? We have, right now, we have actually, I was just looking it up yesterday, and we have the highest, um, the most, oh, how did they put it? The most strict policies in all of North America, mm. in Ontario right now. Yeah. So, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's... It's just, we're we're over a year into this, man. It's, mm -hmm. it's going to be the second summer we're going into this. Mm -hmm. And I understand. I want to preface this by saying we understand covid is a serious thing and some people are seriously affected by it uh we've known people that are affected by it uh it has killed people it, it we're not we, we're not here to, to to dispel conspiracy theories or say that it's not real or say that bill gates is going to put tracking chips in the vaccine <laughs> but that's, he is but he is <laughs> yeah obviously that's for another podcast yeah we don't that's not what we're here to we just i just kind of wanted to give a little bit of time at the top of the podcast just kind of voice some frustrations, voice, some, like just where we're at right now. And mm -hmm. honestly, I've, I'm getting to the point where I'm frustrated. I, I, I think I've done a, a fairly good job of ignoring it for the past few months. I've tried, I've made a concerted effort to, to just 
just ignore it. I don't read news about it. I don't, I try to steer clear of Twitter things about it uh, because it's so discouraging. But this last, when this last lockdown happened what, yesterday, we're recording this on a Saturday, happened on a Friday. Well, the lockdown really started, what, last two weeks ago? And then he, he basically what updates the rules every week yeah. to make them stricter. And now he's made them two weeks longer. He's made the restrictions uh, uh, harsher, mm-hmm. which is, that's one of the most frustrating parts about this. Is this is the lack of leader of genuine leadership at the very top mm-hmm. of our government. Because you can tell just by that fact, there's no, there's no plan. What is like? What is because the, they're updating every well, other week. What is like, the plan? Just, you you announce a, not, a lockdown, and then the next week you announce changes to the lockdown, and then the next week you announce that it's longer and that you're making changes again. Mm-hmm. So what was the point of the initial lockdown? What was the point of that plan? Yeah. The, like, where are we going? This is the third time we've been through this. Another thing, I'm so tired of of Doug Ford or any politician blaming us. Blaming the people for this, saying if you guys would just follow the rules, if you guys would just would just wear a mask, if you so we've done this, man. Yeah, we've been doing we've it. We've been doing it. I've I think I've been fairly diligent and I've tried my best to be respectful of everything. And we've we've done it. Mm-hmm. Every business you walk into is respecting this. You can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. How like we're trying. We've tried three times. Three mm-hmm. times we've tried this. How are we? How many times are we going to keep going back to the same well and expecting a different result? It's frustrating, Joe. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous expecting change every single time, like putting the same well stricter measures in place and expecting a, a change every time. Like hasn't worked. No. So how many times? How many times do we have to do it before it's going to work? You know what? Like what's going to work? I don't know. And these are fair questions to have. Like people say, the second that you question anything the government does. Uh, as far as restrictions when it comes to COVID, people want to jump on you and say you're alt-right or you're mm-hmm. a Nazi. Or, it's not fair. These are these are important questions to have because there are people, uh, there are uh, states in the United States that are taking a very different approach and it's working way better. And and th- th- those situations are just completely shoved to the side. I, I was watching a video yesterday and somebody was talking to Anthony Fauci. I don't know if this was in court or where this was. But uh, I just heard it. My, my dad was watching it and I, I, I kind of listened to it. And basically, um, the guy was, guy was asking, how come in Florida and Texas, they've been open for months or, or, or Florida longer than Texas and the cases are dropping and they have the lowest cases in the country. And, and then the initial response is, say, oh, it's warmer there. Um, it, that's why it's happening. But then there's two states, Wisconsin and Michigan. They're right beside each other. Michigan is on lockdown, strict lockdown. Their numbers are incredibly higher than Wisconsin that never implemented a, wa- a, a lockdown. Wisconsin is colder than Michigan. It's a colder place than Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's further north. So how does that make sense? It's like, it makes sense to question. It makes sense to go in a different direction, try something new because this is not working. We've mm-hmm. tried. We've tried this. I don't know. I I, I, <laughs> I felt like I had a lot of things to say. I don't know it's if you, hard. you got anything else you want, to, you want to talk about. I don't want to be angry, okay? Yeah, that's the thing. I just think it's, I don't know. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. We're tired. And, and it makes it worse that now, like, you, like, you're having a baby in three weeks. Yeah. And right in the midst of this stay-at-home order, like, yeah. you're not, you know, if you're going, if you're driving somewhere, the police have the authority to stop you. Yeah. And you are required to give your address and, and your reason for not being yeah. in your house. Like, you, that you are required to tell yeah. them that. 
Is that not insane? Yeah, like you're going to be on your way driving to have your baby. Your yeah. wife's going to be in labor and you're going to get stopped. And it's going to be like, hey, man, why aren't you in your house? <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's, are you kidding me? It's, it's scary, man. Like in, in some people just, they don't see it that way. And mm -hmm. that's fine. You can have your own opinions. But to me, it, it's, I don't know. It's a scary situation that we're headed in. And like, how much longer can we do this? Mm -hmm. uh, to me right now, you're creating a bigger divide between the people and the police mm -hmm. by, by, by making the police do things like this, giving the police the authority to do things like this. And that's the last thing we need mm -hmm. is a bigger divide between the people and police officers. Yeah. That's literally already a huge issue. Why are we, and you're just making it worse. There's just mm -hmm. how much longer can we keep banging our head against the wall, you know, expecting a different result? Eventually you got to, it just, we got to move on. We got to do mm -hmm. something different. We got to get back to like, we can't do this for much longer. No. The people are tired, man. I'm tired. And, and, and listen, I'll, I'll try to, to be as respectful as I can, but it's getting to the point, like you can't go outside. You can't have outdoor gatherings, which is literally totally against science. If you want to talk about science, <laughs> uh, outdoor gatherings uh, are not the problem. You're literally by not allowing people to go outside and staying inside. You're you're creating a bigger issue because inside is where the virus spreads the most. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Yeah. It's just, man. I like I had, I get, I got married last year, mm -hmm. and last year around this time, well, I got married. Yeah, May of last year. So me and my my now wife, but a fiance at the time, we had been dating for since we were fourteen, right? And we mm -hmm. always talked about, oh yeah, we can't wait to get married. Can't wait to get married. Yeah. So we waited and waited. Finally, like we get to have our big day, 15 yeah. people. There. Yeah. 15 people at our, at our, was supposed to be our dream wedding, you know? Yeah. And, and then our honeymoon got canceled. Uh, so we couldn't do that. So we had to stay at home for a week. Yeah. And then, uh, so now, so we're like, okay, things are better now or what, what we had thought at the time. This was earlier in the year. We thought like, yeah, it's getting a little better now. So we booked, uh, like a, just a long weekend. Um, up north at a, at a cottage for something and um but now that's also going to be right in the midst of this yeah so like lord knows whether we're going to be able to do it or what's going to happen when we're there like it's i don't know it's frustrating it's just it, a year ago we're talking about oh this has got to be over soon like mm -hmm. it'll be over soon just give it a few weeks and we're still in the same situation we were a year ago and yeah I, I don't know the answers, but I, I know that doing the same thing over and over again is probably not the answer. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of the rules, like there's no common sense involved. There's no there's no humanity involved in not letting people go into the hospital room when when they're when they have a relative that's dying, mm -hmm. when they have a terminal illness, not letting family members go be beside their dying relative. There's no humanity. There's no there's no reasonability to that. There's there's, there's like no common sense involved mm -hmm. in that. There's no common sense in not letting uh, the fathers in uh, when when their wife is giving birth. There's no common sense. There's no humanity to that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's have some common sense. Let's go back to a moral society let's let's like these are people you can't lock them up like 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 cattle for for years now it's been over a year it who knows by the end of this it could have been it, it will probably be two years that this has been going on you can't do this for much longer and at the beginning of it i was i was kind of like oh you know people need to not need to relax not 
you know protests are are silly and and i don't know i just i don't think it's silly to question to question any of this i don't know where this blind trust of government uh officials came of of higher ups in in the government came that we should just blindly follow what they're i don't know i'm getting i just, i don't know <laughs> i think i'm getting a little bit off course but it's just yeah no i get it though i don't know maybe we should jump into football i just i i just you know i i had in mind kind of coming on here and, and having a little bit of a discussion about this because i think that i think a lot of people that listen to the show are from here uh, and they might appreciate it. Maybe they disagree, or maybe they agree, or maybe they're more staunch on it than we are. But I just, I thought it was, I felt like it might be important to just, just talk about, just, just kind mm-hmm. of let some things off our chest, Joe. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to say. No, I think and, I've, I've said my, my piece. Okay, you know, I think, I think so. So we, we really covered all the, all the, all the bases here. We've covered Kevin James. Uh, we've covered Adam Sandler and uh, his movies. Now we've covered the, the complexities of the COVID nineteen pandemic. So without further ado, why don't we just jump straight into some news? First up in the news, we have a retirement. Julian Edelman calling it quits after 11 seasons playing for the New England Patriots. He was a seventh round draft pick uh, in 2009. What a pick. Bill Belichick, a guy who's gotten a lot of slack for not being able to draft players. That is one draft pick that worked out uh, really well for the New England Patriots. Uh, Julian Edelman, he did not play most of last year. He had some knee injury issues, didn't play much the year before, has been just battling knee injuries uh, for a while. And in his in his retirement statement, he said that he always said that he would play until the wheels fall off. Uh, and they've, they've officially fallen off, is what he said. Um, and... Uh, a great career, a great career, and I was trying to think of, you know, as a guy who who's a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, what is the what is the first thing that I think of when I think of Julian Edelman, uh, a guy who who has tortured my 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 franchise for for years, eleven years now. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is annoying, honestly, uh, annoying, uh, and I and I say that respectfully. Uh, as a Dolphins fan. He's annoying. Uh, he, he's a guy. He's he's a tough, hard-nosed guy that gets in your face. Uh, he's not afraid of contact. Uh, he makes the big plays when he need when they need to be made. Uh, and and this has been talked about at length uh, on every podcast, every sports show. But him just showing up in big games. Uh, he, just when you think you have the Patriots down, when you when you think you have them out, Julian Edelman makes a huge play. Uh, his his postseason statistics: He's got 118 receptions, 1,422 yards, uh, and five touchdowns. Those are huge. Those those numbers are only second to Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver, maybe the greatest player to ever play the sport of football. So when you talk about Julian Edelman, and everybody wants to have the Hall of Fame discussion uh, the second he retires, which is maybe unfair. Uh, I don't think he is a Hall of Famer. I don't think his 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 regular season numbers are nearly good enough to 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 be in the Hall of Fame, but that's okay. You can be a, you can have a great career and not be a Hall of Fame player. There are many players that had fantastic careers that they're just not going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's he's the very definition of the Hall of very good. He he's a guy who's who's very very good. 
Uh, he never made a Pro Bowl, which, you know, the Pro Bowl is is garbage anyways. But I, I found that kind of shocking that he's been on so many good teams and he's never once uh, got got the fan vote to get him into the Pro Bowl. He's never been in a Pro Bowl. He's never been an All-Pro. Um, he, uh, but, but you talk about the things he has done and what he did well is he showed up in big games. He, he's the second best postseason receiver in the history uh, of the NFL. He's got a Super Bowl MVP which not very many receivers can talk about. But when you have a guy like Heinz Ward, whose numbers are so, so much better than than Julian Edelman's numbers, he's also got a Super Bowl MVP. Um, he's played in two Super Bowls. Um, I think that, and he hasn't even he hasn't even sniffed the NF uh, the NFL Hall of Fame, the the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it's just I don't think Julian Edelman's a Hall of Famer, but you can you can still. In that you can still commend him for having an incredible career. I mean, he's a seventh round uh, pick who was a quarterback at Kent State, and he came in was this, an excellent punt returner, played behind Wes Welker, then took Wes Welker's job when Wes Welker left, and really played way better than Wes Welker. Um, and he was just just the reliable guy. The connection that him and Tom Brady had for years and years in New England is is something special. And I, I commend Julian Edelman. He was such an annoying player for me as a football fan. But I say that now, in retrospect, as 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 a as a sign of respect, because he he's a guy who just made plays uh, and just had big games when they needed him most. Needed him most, rather. Uh, so cheers to Julian Edelman on an incredible career uh, and being inducted into the Hall of Very Good. Uh, and then on to a couple of veteran signings. We get late into the process here in, into free agency and closer to the draft. And we get a bunch of veteran guys who who sign, you know, not the big name splash guys, but we have Giovanni Bernard signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after being released by the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals a, a little earlier in the week. Um, this is, uh, I like this signing. I, I won't spend too much time on it. Uh, the two running backs that they have currently uh, ahead of him in Tampa Bay are sort of bigger bruiser backs, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. You bring in Giovanni Bernard, he's a change of pace guy, he's a quick guy, shifty guy, can kind of play that James White role for New England uh, or for Tampa Bay like Tom Brady had in New England. I, I like that signing. Then James Conner, another running back, uh, signing a one-year, $1.7 million uh, contract with the Arizona Cardinals. I was convinced he was going to end up back in Pittsburgh like Juju Smith-Schuster, but it never... Uh, happened. I thought that it. I thought that if it came up to the draft and after the draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't get a running back, that James Conner would end up there. But he does sign with the Arizona Cardinals. He now teams up with Chase Edmonds there in the backfield. Two very different players. Like I said, uh, James Conner is a little bit of a bigger back. Chase Edmonds a little shiftier. Um, I, I think that should be a good pair. I think James Conner is still a, a really good player, um, and I think he's got some good football left. He's been plagued by injuries really his whole career. But it's a great story, so definitely excited to see what he does in the future. And then Cordero Patterson, uh, one of the best, if not the best, kick returner in the NFL. I was kind of surprised that he was still on the market, but he signs a one-year deal uh, with the Atlanta Falcons for $3 million. I like this signing. I like Cordero Patterson. I, I realized uh, a few weeks ago that he was still uh, a free agent, and I was wondering why he hadn't been signed yet. Because he's just a guy who, every year, it seems like he brings like two or three kicks back for a touchdown. To me, that's valuable. I was hoping that that my team would sign him. I think that's a good signing uh, for Atlanta. And, you know, he, I think he's gotten to the point where he's not going to be an offensive weapon anymore. That's not part of his game. That's not who he is. 
But as a special teams player, he's one of the best special teams guys in the NFL. And I think that's very valuable uh, for every team in the NFL. And then Marquise got Goodwin signing a one-year deal with Chicago. Don't really have much to say about that. Uh, Alden Smith, the pass rusher, who made a return with the Dallas Cowboys last year. He signs a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, don't mind that signing. I like Alden Smith. I think he had a pretty decent year last year. He had that one three-sack game and then uh, kind of fell off later on. Maybe he just got tired. Maybe he was just out of football shape. But Alden Smith, I think it's a high upside signing. If all of a sudden he can, he can, you know, get that spark like he had at the beginning of last season. I think that's valuable. You know, play him across from Carlos Dunlop, who they recently re-signed. I, I don't mind that signing. But the big signing, as far as these veteran guys that happened this last week, was Jadevian Clowney finally finding uh, a new home. His third team in three years. He signs a one-year, eight million dollar deal with the Cleveland Browns that kind of seemed to be going in this direction uh, for a while. He kept visiting with the Browns. Uh, I think I think last year he was visiting with the Browns quite a bit as well. Uh, he fi- he finally signs a deal uh, with the Cleveland Browns uh, to, to play along Miles Garrett. And um, this is not, you know, as big a signing as his name probably suggests. I don't think Jadevian Clowney is a guy who's going to come in and, and completely change your defense but if there's a place where where he is best suited to go why not playing across from a potential defensive player of the year and miles garrett i think this is probably the best place he could have gone um i'm not going to say that he's going to have a fantastic year that he's still despite being the number one overall pick and, and an incredible prospect coming to the nfl he's never had a double digit sack season and you can talk about pressures you can talk about quarterback hurries stuff like that you, you know, that's all great. But you, when at the end of the day, can you get to the quarterback? And he just hasn't shown on a consistent basis that he can do that. He hasn't shown on a consistent basis that he can be healthy. Uh, so I think these are important things uh, that that he needs to to show here. In Cle- if he ever wants to get that big payday, which it's looking less and less like that, that's going to happen. He's got to show consistency. He's got to show that he can be that dominant guy. And maybe across from... From Miles Garrett, a guy who's going to see double teams, a guy who's going to, you know, most of the attention is going to be on Miles Garrett. Maybe it opens up to Devian Clowney and he can have, I hope he does. I like Jadevian Clowney. I like the Browns. So I'm hoping for the best uh, with with that Cleveland uh, defensive line there. But like I said, I like the signing. I don't think it's game changing. I wanted my my Dolphins to sign Jadevian Clowney. I really I really uh, thought that he could come in there and and and. You know, he's not, like I said, not going to be an elite pass rusher, not going to be that guy who comes in and, and is just a game wrecker, but he's a body to throw in there. Um, and I think in, in Cleveland, he has the abil- ability to be much more, especially across from uh, from a great player in Miles Garrett. So we'll see how that goes. But that kind of wraps up uh, the news for this week. And why don't we just jump into some picks that I would love to see uh, in this year's NFL draft. So with the draft less than two weeks away now, uh, there's still a lot of things that we haven't talked about on this podcast. We've talked a lot about the quarterbacks. Uh, we talked about the top 10 in the NFL draft, uh, but we haven't talked about too many prospects. So if you're not listening to a bunch of other shows or, or, or paying attention to a bunch of other sports media like I am, you might not know some of these other names in the NFL draft. 
Um, and I, I don't consider myself a, a draft expert per se. I love the draft. I love doing research on the draft. I've been doing quite a bit of it lately. Uh, I don't think I'm at the point of being an expert. Uh, definitely not. But I just kind of wanted to go over some picks that I'd like to see and maybe introduce you guys if you haven't been introduced to some of these guys. Uh, I'm, listen, I'm not going with like seventh round picks. I'm not giving you guys that are going to be undrafted free agents. Most of these guys are still higher picks, but... Uh, I'm going to put these guys in situations where I think that they could thrive, places that I think would be exciting if they get drafted. I did this on last year's uh, show before the draft, two weeks before the draft, I think, as well. So I figured I'd do it again, I'm, I, and I can't remember very many of those picks. Off the top of my head, I can remember I wanted Jalen Hurts to go to the Minnesota Vikings because I wanted them to get a quarterback that could you know, potentially be something more exciting than Kirk Cousins. Uh, spoiler alert, I might be doing that again this year. I've gone very hard at the fact that the Minnesota Vikings need to go get a quarterback. I think another pick that I remember is I wanted Isaiah Simmons to go to the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, that was, you know, they picked Justin Herbert. <laughs> that's that's a, a good, good decision. I thought it would be fun to see him and Derwin James in the same offense together. Uh, other than that, I can't remember too many of those picks, but that's that's kind of the, what this is all about. I just want to want to put players into positions that I think they could that could be fun, could be exciting, you know. And we've talked about quarterbacks, so don't why, why don't we why don't we just get the quarterbacks out of the way? I have a few situations that I would like to see some quarterbacks go to, and the first one is Justin Fields uh, to the San Francisco 49ers, uh, and this is one that is gaining more steam. People thought Mac Jones was essentially a lock to go number three to the San Francisco 49ers. It's not looking that way anymore. Justin Fields has been picking up steam. Uh, this is something I want to see. Please, please, San Francisco. And again, this is not a knock on Mac Jones. I just really like Justin Fields. The more I've been watching Justin Fields, the more I've been paying attention to Justin Fields. And it's not just the pro days. You know, the pro days are not what is pushing my opinion over the edge. Uh, just going back and watching film and seeing how incredibly accurate he actually is. Uh, how much of an athlete he is, how big he is, how just just he's the he's the full package to me. And I know I did my quarterback rankings last last week, but I'm almost getting to the point where I feel like I should have put Justin Fields over Zach Wilson and made him my number two quarterback. Because the more I dig into this guy, I love Justin Fields and I love the idea of him with Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know, in that offense with Debo Samuel, uh, Brandon Ayuk, uh, all that incredible run game that they have every year, regardless of who the running back is. To me, this is exciting. And maybe as a Dolphins fan who has the first round pick of the 49ers, I shouldn't root for this because I think this can be explosive. But I, I'm just just on a pure entertainment aspect. I, I want to see Justin Fields in the 49ers offense. I want to see Justin Fields playing for the San Francisco 49ers uh, because that could be exciting. That could be electric. Uh, so to me, Justin Fields... To the 49ers. And another another team that I could potentially want. I just talked about this. Another team that I could potentially want to see. Justin Fields or even Trey Lance. I have uh, For this one, I have these two guys. Either Justin Fields or Trey Lance to the Minnesota Vikings. I've, I've been banging this drum all draft season. I will continue to bang this drum until it happens or it doesn't happen for another year. I want Minnesota to go and draft a quarterback because Kirk Cousins... He's fine. He's a good quarterback. I have nothing, you know, I have nothing against Kirk Cousins, but he's got that Mac Jones thing where it's like he's good. He can get the job done. He's not going to elevate anybody on your team. To me, why not go out and get a guy with high upside like Justin Fields or Trey Lance? You'll have to trade up. There's no way they're falling to 14. 
uh, especially with New England right behind you. They're, they're, you know, you got to expect them to trade up. Um, go up and get a guy with high upside. And maybe I'm a little bit um, influenced by the fact that my Madden player on, on when I play Madden is on the Vikings. Um, and we have like the most historically good offense in the history of the NFL. But it makes sense because if you add an, an incredible uh, athletic uh dynamic quarterback into an offense that has Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, the greatest rookie quarterback uh, receiver rather that we've ever seen, uh, Dalvin Cook, and then you have Irv Smith, you know, guys like that. Uh, this offense can be explosive. I mean, regardless of what their defense looked like, this offense can be amazing. Uh, to me, it just it just makes too much sense. Why not, why not boost the upside of your offense tremendously by going and getting quarterback that can take him to the next level? So please, Vikings, make this happen. Go get a quarterback other than Kirk Cousins, even if he's got to sit, you know, a year or two behind Kirk Cousins. That's fine. This is for the future. This is a move made for the future. Um, and then on to uh, the next pick that I would like to see, and it's Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle, the best offensive tackle in this draft class uh, by my consideration. I want to see him go to the Bengals. Uh, I know that there's been a ton of of hype around Jamar Chase going to the Bengals, and that would be a great pick. I would have, you know, no issue. Well, I, w- I don't want to say no issue. I'd have very little issue with Jamar Chase going there. I think he's the best receiver in this draft class uh, to me and to a lot of people. And anytime you can, you know, add a guy that's the best at any position uh, to your team, that's great. And I know him and Joe Burrow have played together, and, and, and that's great. But to me, the biggest problem with this offense last year was not the receivers. The biggest problem was the offensive line. And that offensive line has not improved enough for me. You know, Joe Burrow tore his ACL, tore his knee completely up because he had no protection. He was getting assaulted last year by defenses. So why not go out and improve that with one of the best tackles we've seen in a few years in the draft. And, and, and Penny Sewell is a guy who can come in right away, start at left tackle or right tackle. I know what everybody wants to say. They went and signed Riley Reef. Okay, you think Riley Reef is the answer to the questions? I doubt it. Go get Penny Sewell. Protect your young quarterback. You need to protect your young quarterback. We've seen it too many times. You know, Andrew Luck didn't get protected. Where is he now? He's not playing football. He retired. You know, guys like that, RG3, had one of the most dynamic rookie seasons we've ever seen. Didn't get protected, tore his knee up, was never the same guy again. you got to protect your young quarterback. Uh, their O-line is still so bad. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and, and Auden Tate, those are fine receivers. Like you, Your receiving core is fine. You don't need to go ahead and get another receiver. And like I said, Jamar Chase, fine. That would be great. I would, you know, I'm sure it would be exciting. But to me, the smart pick is taking Penny Sewell. Next up in the news, we have Javante <laughs> Williams, and he actually he got signed to the Dolphins. You think we're still in the news? <laughs> oh, sorry. You think we're still in the news? No, no, no. That's no, 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 how no, little no. you've been paying attention. No. Um, my next draft. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my next giraffe. Giraffe. The next giraffe I want to see. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe's got the actually the rest of the details. Okay. For th- you. Thanks very much, Joe. Mm-hmm. I want to see Javante Williams go to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, they need a running back. I think there's there's three really fun running back. Well, there's, there's more than three. I think there's this running back class, class is kind of fun. There's some underrated prospects, guys like uh, Gainwell, uh, who's not talked about totally. totally. 
Um, you know, guys like the, the other running back there, Michael Carter, I think his name is, um, at UNC. But to me, Javante Williams is exactly what the Miami Dolphins need. If you don't know who Javante Williams is, go on and put his tape uh, against Miami. I mean, this guy is a violent runner. This guy is a bruiser. Uh, he is a guy who just does not quit on a play. And that's something that I think Miami needs. You have the speed guys. You have Miles Gaskin. You have Salvin Ahmed, who really came into his own last year. Uh, why not go get a guy that compliments these guys? You know, you don't need a guy that can do everything. And, and Javante Williams is not the best receiver. You know, he's not terrible, but he's not the best. He's not as good as some of these other guys, say like Travis Etienne, Najee Harris. But what he does well, he does really well. And that's a guy who, who hits the hole with power and speed. He's sneaky fast. He ran a 4.55, I think, at his, at his pro day, which is not incredibly fast. So that's probably like... I could a, run a 4.55. No, you could not run a 4.55. Cut it out with that, man. You could not run as fast as Javante Williams. Um, he is sneaky fast. I think he looks faster on film. I think he's got some breakaway speed to him. But the thing that he's the most, the best at, the most the best, is is just running people over. Reminds me of a Ricky Williams for the Dolphins. Uh, why not get a guy who's just, just not going to go down? He's got incredible balance. He can stay on his feet uh, in, in tough situations. Like I said, you pairing him with Salvin Ahmed and, and Miles Gaskin, two guys that I really like, I think they can be... Uh, a part of this team for the future but but you need a guy who's just going to be uh can can be that workhorse guy say it's raining outside say it's a miserable day and it's, it's hard to throw the ball give the ball to a guy that you you know you can just hand it to him like 30 times in a game and he's just gonna he's just gonna be that workhorse for you so to me i'd love to see javante williams go to the dolphins and sticking with the running backs travis Etienne, who i just talked about one of the most complete backs in the league, uh, in in this draft rather, a lot of people have him as hit their number one overall running back. Um, to me, I want to see him on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've seen a lot of hype about Najee Harris potentially going uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. To me, I like Travis Etienne better because he's faster. I think he he's got more big play potential, and I really like Najee Harris. I might even consider him my best running back in this class, but. He's he's quite a bit slower, I think, than Travis Etienne. Uh, he doesn't have that breakaway speed, that home run ability that that Travis Etienne has, and that's something that I think Pittsburgh could really use in their offense. Uh, they have the receivers. Uh, Big Ben, we saw last year at the end of this, at, at the end of the year, he's just not the same guy. Uh, he's getting he's getting slower. Um, he's you know he's maybe not making great decisions at times anymore. Why not get him a guy that you can you can dump the ball off to in the backfield? Uh, or you can hand the ball off to in the backfield. A guy that can make those big chunk plays. You know, this this team had no run game whatsoever last year. So if you can change that, and, and then you still have the, the really talented receivers, um, I think that totally changes this offense. Even if Big Ben is not what he used to be. Even if Big Ben is kind of a shell of himself. Get him some help. Get him a guy who can make big plays. Uh out of script or or make big plays on these on these first down runs so you're not stuck in 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 second and 10 third and eight stuff like that make make, make the shorter field i think that's what travis Etienne can do and and he can break off a run for a huge touchdown too uh, that's why i'd love to see travis Etienne in pittsburgh and then moving on to a few pass catchers in this draft and i have this one is I don't know how realistic this is because there's been a ton of hype about Jamar Chase obviously going to Cincinnati. And if I think he doesn't go to Cincinnati, he'll probably go to Miami 
or, or one of those other teams. But I'd love to see Jamar Chase end up on the Philadelphia Eagles. This one's for you, Joel. Um, Jamar Chase, I think he's the best receiver in this draft class. I think the Philadelphia Eagles have almost nothing at the wide receiver position. Uh, Jalen Rager did did not anything as as a, as a rookie receiver last year. Um, he, uh, I didn't like that pick when it happened. I would love this pick if it happened. Jamar Chase, um, I think he's going to be long gone by by the by the Eagles pick at twelve. But if by some miracle he ends there at twelve, I would love to see Jamar Chase or even a guy like Devonte Smith go to. Go to Philadelphia. Uh, get Jalen Hurts the help. If you're gonna, you know, rely on Jalen Hurts this year, if you're gonna give Jalen Hurts a shot, you gotta surround him with something. I mean, Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward, and Jalen Rager. That to me, that's not enough. Uh, you gotta get him a big name receiver. And I know they need help on in many different places. But if you want to help uh, your rookie, court, if you want to get an actual evaluation of Jalen Hurts in this in this prove it year. You got to get him some help because he's got nothing right now. And then sticking with getting quarterbacks help, I would love, and this is, this is, this would be so fun. Jalen Waddle going to the Green Bay Packers. I think I tried to give them a receiver last year in this exercise as well. Obviously, we know what they did. Uh, not that. Um, I would love to see Green Bay trade up and get Jalen Waddle. Uh, from the University of Alabama. I mean, you want to talk about making Aaron Rodgers happy? What would make Aaron Rodgers more happy than giving him a guy who's been compared to Tyreek Hill, a, the, probably the fastest guy in this draft class, um, just an incredibly talented receiver. He would give that offense a, a down-the-field element that they don't have. As good as Devontae Adams is, um, you know, as good as Alan Lazard, guys like that are, they don't have that down-the-field threat. And Jalen Waddle could be a guy that could just Imagine, okay, you have Aaron Jones in the backfield, one of the best bruising running backs. Uh, you know, so so teams got to account for that. You have a you have a good offensive line, so they have to account for that. They have to you know put some extra guys in the box, but then that leaves the the downfield uh, area completely wide open for a guy like J Jalen Waddle to explode and make a huge play down the field. So to me, Jalen Waddle to the Packers would be my favorite pick in this first round. If if they were somehow able to trade up and pull that off. That would be fun. And then sticking with one more pass catcher, uh, Kyle Pitts to the Falcons. And I will say, as a Dolphins fan, I don't actually really want this because I want Kyle Pitts on the Miami Dolphins. But Kyle Pitts on the Falcons, I think, would be awesome. I mean, it would be it would be really cool. Matt Ryan, I think, still has years left. They still owe him a ton of money. To me, Matt Ryan's still probably, what, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Why not keep him around for a couple more years? I understand, you know, wanting to 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 build for the future, getting a future franchise quarterback, but adding Kyle Pitts to an offense that has Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, I mean, that how do you stop that? Genuinely, how do you stop that? Uh, and that would make this offense even better than it is. I think they're already an incredible offense, and that would just make them impossible to stop i don't know how defenses are going to stop those three guys so to me kyle pitts to atlanta would be super exciting and then why don't we move over to the defensive side for a couple of these before we wrap this up i haven't talked really at all about the defensive side of the football um so the first one that i have is micah parsons going to the denver broncos uh, this is a pick that i think would would pay immediate dividends for uh, the Denver Broncos for Vic Fangio uh, on that defense that he's created. I think that um, 
Micah Parsons, for those of you that know, don't know, he's he's the best linebacker in this class. I don't care what anybody says. Micah Parsons is that guy. He took the year off, uh, but when he played, he was dominant. He's versatile. He's a guy you can play as a pass rusher. He's. I saw a thing on PFF. They were saying that if he would enter the league as just a pure pass rusher, he'd probably be the best one in the draft. That's how talented he is because he's an off-ball linebacker. I think he can do it all. He's explosive. He would be the he could quickly become the leader on a, on a defense that has actually a decent amount of talent. They have those two pass rushers on the end, uh, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. They have Justin Simmons. They, they, they went out and got some corners. I think this would be a, a great pickup for Vic Fangio. I think he would be running this car to the table uh, if, obviously, they don't go quarterback and if Micah Parsons is still available for them uh, there with their pick. So Micah Parsons to the Broncos. And then moving on to the best safety in the draft, Trayvon Morig out of TCU. And I was trying to think of places. There's not very many teams I feel like that absolutely have a need at safety. But I'd love to see him on the Baltimore Ravens. And I know I know what you're thinking. The Baltimore Ravens need receivers. Yes, 100%. And if they go receiver in the first round, uh, I, I think that makes a ton of sense. But... Uh, Trayvon Morig uh, would fill a the one one of the few holes that this team has. This team doesn't have a whole lot of holes, especially in that secondary. They have Marcus Peters, um, and they have oh man, I'm blanking on the other corner's name. What's his name? Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey. I can't believe I couldn't think of his name. Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. Uh, you add Trayvon Morig, a guy who's again versatile, can make big plays. Uh, is a tremendous run defender, can also cover down the field. That fills one of the, the few holes that this defense has, and that makes this defense even more dominant than they already are. I think this is one of the best defenses in the in the NFL. You go and get the best player at his position. I think a guy who's going to slip down the board because of all the other positions that will go ahead of him. So Trayvon Morig to the Ravens, I think, would be fun. And then one final pick before we get into our draft here at the end, and it's Gregory Rousseau going to the Indianapolis Colts. And this one, I think, could very reasonably happen. Um, uh, Gregory Rousseau, by some, is seen as the best pass rusher. I think he's dropping down some boards now because because pro days. I, I don't think he had a, as impressive a pro day as as Jalen Phillips, the guy that he he played. Well, he, I don't think they ever played together at Michigan, but they're both from Michigan. Um, Gregory Rousseau going to the Colts. Uh, the Colts, for as good as their defense is, I think they're missing a pure pass rusher like that. DeForest Buckner, obviously in the interior, phenomenal. Uh, one of the best defenders in the NFL. Line him beside Gregory Rousseau, a guy who who is a is an incredibly productive college pass rusher. I think that would be fun and make this defense even more scarier. And that kind of wraps up some of the picks that I'd love to see next week. Next week we're gonna go through my mock draft. The week before the NFL draft officially commences and exciting news uh, that I'm, I'm excited to, sh to share with you guys. I actually recently became a, a writer. That's right. A sports, an NFL writer uh, for blue collar media group. Uh, I've officially joined uh, them. They're a smaller group full of uh, really talented people in sports media and in other things. Um, they have other uh, articles that are being written Um I'm excited to join that. I, I've never really done that before. So I, this week, uh, by the time this podcast is up, I think that my first article should be up on bluecollarmediagroup.com. Uh, I think it's bluecollarmd.com. So make sure you guys go check that out. 
Uh, it's my it's my first article is a mock draft with the, with the draft just around the corner. Uh, I would encourage you to read that. I put a lot of work into it. I really think that um, it, it, it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. So make sure you guys check that out. And then next week, we're going to go over that mock draft um, just pick by pick like we did last year um, and and kind of break that down. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. The draft is just around the corner, but that wraps up the draft segment of this. But that wraps up uh, the football aspect of this podcast. Why don't we go over to the final part of the show? All right, we we had our little rant about COVID at the beginning. We're not going to get too much into that here at the end of the show. But we started this segment last last week on the show, uh, and, and we're gonna we're taking it in all sorts of new directions. So the, on this week's draft, uh, we're drafting things that we miss about pre-COVID times. That's right, things we miss about pre-COVID times. Um, we each get three picks. We'll flip a coin. Do you have a coin or something to flip? <laughs> we'll flip something to that thing. Dungeon tiles. Dungeon tile. Very nerdy. Nice. We're going to flip that. Uh, we each get three picks, and we're going to see if we can build the best team of things that we miss about pre-COVID. Joe, why don't you flip that thing? Tails. Which one's tails? Oh, yeah. Let's, <laughs> we didn't discuss let's do that first. We didn't discuss that. So oh, wait, You, know you just want to grab it? Okay. Is it close to me? Actually, hold on. Hold on. You have an actual coin? Oh, what is Washer. That doesn't even have anything on it. Smooth side up. <laughs> Smooth side up is tails. Okay. Very good. Let's do it. Smooth is tails, okay? I'm going to have to believe tails you because I can't tails? I can't see. Yeah, tails, tails. Sorry. Got to go with tails. Smooth side up. Smooth side up. So that's tails? Yep. Sorry, I was not listening. Uh, okay, sweet. I got the first pick in the draft. A lot of pressure. Uh, here we go. Um... First pick, things that I miss about pre-COVID. I think I'm going to go with oof, going to the movies. Yeah, yeah, going to the movies. This is something that we did a That's few weeks actually, ago. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, everything is shut down. Fun is canceled for the second straight year. But um, you kind of forget how fun that is. It is nice. I actually enjoy it. Not Not just watching a movie per se. Although yeah. I, I'm a movie guy. It's, I'm a movie buff. Yeah, you I love are, you are you know, a movie kinda, guy. I'm kind of a little bit of a movie guy myself. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I love the experience. I love going to the theaters, especially with like friends and um, my wife and like just going to the theaters because mm-hmm. I had it's so the, many great experiences. So many so many great memories were made at theaters and, you know, like hanging out with friends at theaters. Yeah, it's the vibe. It's not even the movie. Like the other day, my wife and I went and watched wonder woman 1984 i think that movie mm-hmm. came out over a year ago so yeah, it wasn't even a while, a, right? wasn't even a new movie or anything exciting but just being in that movie atmosphere getting a little popcorn yeah you forget how fun oh, that is it's like great. it's just it's the little joys in life and you know as somebody who's about to have a baby you know maybe, maybe the movies are out of the question for a little bit i know people don't like when you bring m- babies to movie theaters but uh that's something i miss tremendously i, and I didn't realize how much i missed it until mm-hmm. Uh, we went a few weeks ago. So that's my first pick, going to the movies. Joe, what do you got for your first pick? I'm intrigued. I literally have no idea where you're going with this. Mine are maybe not going to be as like direct. And, as no, no, well. that's fine. I There's there's no boundaries. You go anything, man. My first pick, uh, <laughs> pre-COVID. Things I miss about pre-COVID. Uh, my first pick, and I talked about this a little bit before, not really, but uh, is weddings. Mm. and dancing at weddings yeah. and partying at weddings you know like the receptions yeah i love it 
Wow. You know, it's my favorite thing. I love it. Me and my wife, we love to dance. Me, we love dancing with each other, like, and just, you know, having a good time dancing. That That's our, our favorite thing in the world was going to the weddings and, uh, and dancing. Just For those listeners that don't know, Joe and his wife are incredible dancers. Yeah. They can really... Told. They can really let it let it go, mm-hmm. let it let it fly, you know. Yeah, and so we we missed that a lot, and we were we were so hoping to do that at our wedding. Obviously, it didn't happen. Yeah, but um, you know, fingers crossed. One day we'll one, dance again. One day we will dance again. It's yeah. like we're in what is that movie Footloose where they ban dancing? Yes, That's no kind of, dirty dancing. No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't have dirty dancing. I don't no, know. It's, it's Footloose. Is it Footloose? Yeah. Uh, I agree with that 100. Dancing is fun. Me, me and my wife also like to dance a little bit. I'm not a good dancer per se, mm-hmm. but I, you know, just dancing is fun it's fun yes. to let loose it's, it just feels like we don't have that anymore we don't I have know. that outlet to just let your let go of your inhibitions just kind of you know and that's always been been a fun part of weddings for me i you know i'm not too i don't think the actual wedding is that fun but just having a good time especially if the people that you know like i was very excited for your wedding because mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be like that just it, like, wa- it was it was gonna it be was gonna cur- be like that was. we rented a big tent man we rented you know like it was all there it was okay. gonna be a it was gonna be great yeah and you know maybe one day we'll just have to just get together and have a dance yeah or something but yeah. i i totally agree with that i love i love just the party aspect of a, of a wedding just the celebration mm-hmm. yeah that's something that's lost in in these COVID times absolutely with my second pick i talked to my wife about that. i couldn't think of anything my wife gave me some ideas um this is a really good one i miss Number two pick in in the COVID draft. I miss spontaneity, right? Wow. Yeah, I miss being spontaneous. Wow. This is my wife. I get gotta okay. give her credit. This okay. is my wife, Amy. She came up with this. Uh, having the ability to be like, "Hey, let's go out for dinner," and it's like, "Let's just do something," you know, and not having gone there and be like, "Oh, we're actually closed at eight thirty, so like you can't mm-hmm. really come in," or like this winter you know there was never a time where we could be like oh let's just go snowboarding today because it's like oh we didn't book two weeks in advance so yep. now we can't go snowboarding. golfing right now golfing's gone it's yep. like you can't golfing go- golfing is gone golfing is can gone. you believe that the thing where you bring your own clubs and you're outside the entire time in a huge sorry i, yeah. I don't want to get back <laughs> I, miss, I miss that just being able to just just go up and do things you, you literally can't do anything anymore i miss uh just being spontaneous are you crying? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm getting really emotional. <laughs> no, I had a little bit of a burp. Um, uh, just, just, yeah, I miss that aspect. E- even movies, like going, hey, let's go, let's go watch a movie. You, you can't do any of that anymore. So I miss spontaneity. That's my mm-hmm. second pick in the COVID draft. I, I love that. Uh, my second pick uh, pre-COVID. I miss, I miss, um, having a um, an evening spent with family or friends um, without talking about COVID. <laughs> that is my number two. Yes. That is my number two. And it's it's serious. If you think about that, how often, prob- probably every time you go to your parents or your in-laws or something, there is a conversation about it, mm-hmm. you know, about like about uh, how about COVID or how everything is going right now or the yeah. negativity about everything right now. I miss not having that that's what i miss pre-covid is literally no covid (laughs) what did we talk about before i don't know because because now every silence can be can be filled with so did you hear about this (laughs) you you know like 
hear about the new restrictions. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. More restrictions. Exactly. It's crazy that we're... It's just crazy to imagine a life where this is not a thing anymore. It's, I know. It's been going on for so long. It's crazy that a year into this, we're, we're doing a draft of things that we missed pre-COVID. That's so depressing. But yes, not talking about COVID. Not having a podcast that we talk about COVID. I definitely yeah. miss that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though we actually, I don't think we've ever had that. No, because when we started, it was already in, and it was already going on. Yeah. We've been doing this, by the way, episode 50. Shoot, I didn't even mention it. Episode 50. Oh, Woo! Man, yeah. Woo! We made it to crazy. 50. 50 episodes, man. It's we've, crazy. All the way to the end of the show to mention that it was episode 50. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, I can't believe we forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we're not very professional at this. It's episode 50. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything special to do. Sorry, guys. Um, it's just, yeah, it's like literally a year, I mm-hmm. think, that we've been doing this. 50 yeah, it episodes. About in. a year. That's something to be proud of. Absolutely. Something to be proud of. Maybe we should finish this draft before we get into that. Yeah. But yeah, episode 50. Wow. I feel like I was I was saying something before that. Oh, yeah. But just that COVID has, yeah, it's, it's been a year. Like it's mm. been a year. Well, we started recording, I think, February. Well, because we, we did the mock draft last year, right? Yeah. So it would have been in like, what is it now? April? Yeah. So it would have been April. It's literally been... Yeah, because I I did a few episodes before the draft, so we've probably already passed a year. Maybe mm-hmm. you should have checked in on that. We're not very professional. Well, the thing is, we missed two weeks, so fifty-two weeks in a year. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a year. We've been wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, not bad. Uh, whose pick is it? Yours. It's your third. Mm, my third pick. Uh, so I went with going to the movies and then sp- being spon- spontaneity, being spontaneous. Uh, I I don't have anything written down for this third pick. But I think that I miss the most, um, I would say, being able to, and this is another one from my wife, see people's faces, right? Yes, yes. My wife said smiles. She misses smiles. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like that. You know, I, I'm not the type of person to really smile at people all that often in public. Uh, but you know, the occasional one you do, you see an old, an elderly person, you smile at them, mm-hmm. they smile back. That's nice. It feels like there's not as much happiness anymore when yeah. you go out, yeah. when you go to the grocery store, when you go somewhere where you have to wear a mask, it just feels everybody's kind of guarded. Everybody's like, stay away from me. Um, you know, you got the mask. I miss that. Mm-hmm. The smiles. That's, I think yeah. that's my third pick. Yeah. Yours is a little more, um, I guess sincere than mine. My, uh, <laughs> third pick is I miss having a lunch break where we don't talk about uh, the stock market <laughs> that's my number three pick this is great or cryptocurrency because i did not hear anything never in my life that i hear anything about the stock market until covid started hitting and now me and joe's all of me and joe's friends yep. at work all they do is is trade on the stock market or right now it's a big thing is their cryptocurrency all this stuff yeah and oh man <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know, I like, was not expecting you to go there with this. I love seriously that, That's that and it was pre-COVID. We didn't have any of that. Okay, yeah, pre-COVID, that was not really a thing. Yeah, okay, that's that's tremendous. <laughs> Regardless, if COVID was what you know really made it happen, probably or, some people just got bored, started playing in the stock market. Got I know. nothing else to do. I did, and I lost a lot of yeah. money. And that's okay. everybody's losing money. Everybody always complains about the money they're losing. Then stop doing it. You're obviously not very good at it. Then stop it, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, I agree. It's the stock market is is worn on me as well. Everybody yeah. just is into stocks now. I wonder how long until that just dies off. Yeah, until people are like, okay, the stock market is mm-hmm. hard and yeah. it's not, you know, it's not that fun. 
Yep. Well, that was a good draft, yeah, right? Anyways. I, th- I, think th- I think that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that wraps up our things we miss about pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. There are also a list, a list of other things, like just smaller things. Yeah, what I do miss, you have? I miss, going, I miss going to church, you know, yeah. in, a, in a full, like having full church fellowship with yes, everybody. That all was probably should have been one that I said. Yeah. Um, I miss that a lot, you know, family gatherings, uh, that, you know, that I miss not having that, not necessarily fear, but just this negativity knowing that, yeah, you know, if we're gathering, eh, maybe shouldn't be Yeah, like, this is, it's so, that like sucks that if you want to do something, um, that's like healthy socially, it mm -hmm. has to be illegal. (laughs) Yeah. You have to have that fear and then guilt. That's yeah. That imagine just like going to your family's house and just not feeling like you're breaking the law. It's kind of sad that that's where we're at Mm -hmm. uh, at this point. But yeah, on that negative note, (laughs) (laughs) it was a good show today, Joe. Episode 50. We waited till the very end of the episode to to even talk about it. Uh, it's It's been a fun ride. For those of you that have been with us through all 50 episodes, I appreciate that. Speaking of drafts, uh, drafts. Speaking of giraffes. Speaking of giraffes. Speaking of drafts, uh, one thing that I would love to see you guys draft is the average Joe football show drafted to your subscription feed. That's and your top five top favorite five. podcasts. Yes, please draft it in the top five. We have high upside. Mm-hmm. We're sort of like a Mac Jones, you know. We don't have we're not gonna do anything special, but you know, we're we're okay, so then we don't have high upside. <laughs> we're uh, consistent. We're consistent. Okay. Fifty weeks we've been doing this. We'll we'll give you an episode. Okay. You know, obviously we're not gonna blow you away, okay? But we'll we'll get the job done. Please subscribe to the ep- to not just this episode, every episode of the Average Joe Football Show. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter underscore average Joe Show. Make sure you rate us five stars, give us a five-star rating and review. Anything you say in the review will be said. In a, in a court of law and on the podcast mm-hmm. um joe i don't know if you have any 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 closing thoughts for for the um, listeners you know stay true to yourselves uh <laughs> stay true to you know what you believe you know in times like this you know we, honestly we we kind of we live in a society do like do you agree we definitely live in a society yeah yeah when, so, when all else fails we live in a society yeah yeah and that's wow i couldn't have said it any better than myself i mean i did say it myself you did but uh <laughs> Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the show. And uh, like always, we will catch you guys on the next one.